This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, you're listening to Pressing Matters, the show where we go beyond the headlines and explore issues driving the press. I'm Philip C. Now today we speak to Shannon Teo, Malaysia Bureau Chief at the Straits Times in Singapore, as we have a conversation with him about the recent controversy over the jokes made by Jocelyn Chia and how media and politicians from both Malaysia and Singapore have responded to it. Uh, good morning, Shannon. How are you keeping? Good morning, Phil. Um, busy times, but always got time to talk about outrage. <laughs> Thank you very much, Shannon. Well, talking about outrage, were you surprised at the response generated from all the jokes from Jocelyn? I think yes and no. I mean, I wasn't surprised at the, you know to use that word outrage on social media because that's 99% of what social media is, right? A lot of angry people shouting uh, and trying to get attention about their cause, um, you know, but it spilled over onto actual kind of diplomatic and physical responses, you know, like the Amno protests and things like that. That was surprising that it went that far. Mm. Uh, it was also surprising to me that the, the jokes, the clip, as it were, went viral in the first place because I'm kind of sure there are more offensive jokes going around on the interwebs, you know. People say all sorts of, of really offensive stuff. But I suppose in this day and age, you know, it just takes one person in the audience to get triggered who was recording it or whatever and, and to put out a clip on you know TikTok etc etc you know it's 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 uh it's kind of random lah, what goes viral nowadays right so interesting right just a incendiary comment with one trigger creates this you know huge element of outrage being a huge highly polarized platform and how it spills over to traditional media and even touches even our political uh, establishment getting involved can you help us contrast then when it starts spilling over to you know traditional media help us contrast the coverage in singapore versus what you see here in Malaysia then? I think in Malaysia, there is no doubt about the, the kind of the angle. Uh, Chia was wrong. Anyone who supports her is wrong. Uh, this is all terrible. Um, and basically, um, you know, uh, and, and it's it's very, um, if you're not with us, then you're against us kind of thing. Like, mm. But this is a, it, it's weird. It kind of curiously turned into some kind of issue of sovereignty and dignity, right? Um, you know, and which is why you get people protesting and marching up to embassies and things like that. But in Singapore, I've, it's there is this sense. I'm not sure what Singaporeans themselves feel about these jokes and whether you, you know, like this is the friendly neighborhood rivalry, right? A, a lot of Singaporeans do think that Malaysia is some backward country and things like that. Mm. But I get the sense that official them there, they simply just want to distance themselves. Uh, they're, they're basically the, the tone is we don't like what she said but hey she's not Singaporean right she's living in America go take your complaints to Uncle Sam um, and so we saw this protest at the, the US embassy now I think local media okay they covered it it's strange in that I think also at, at the Singaporean media my, ourselves our competition in, in Media Corp all that we did cover uh, this protest um, but it's weird because if you kind of think about the importance of the issue after all Singapore media skips a lot of protests in front of embassies, especially yeah. U.S. embassies. You know, whether it's Palestine, Middle East, whatever, right? We don't really go out and cover that every day. But we did cover this because there is that Singapore link, which we're trying to distance. And the fact that it's happening in front of the U.S. embassy helps us kind of make that distance, right? See, they're protesting a U.S. embassy. She's not Singaporean. Uh, even Amno says she's not Singaporean, right? Um, so, you know, so an, an offensive comedian suddenly became more important than, uh, you know, people 
being killed by bombs and stuff like that in, in out in the Middle East. And this is where it's very interesting, right? As you said, she is a US citizen making a joke in US soil. Um, of course, it's Singapore linked. So were you surprised at how rapid the Singaporean government, you know, responded to 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 this incident? Right? I mean, the High Commissioner to 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 Malaysia, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, responded relatively fast, right? I think within 24, 36 hours when this whole thing erupted on social media. Were you surprised with how quick the response was? I was. I mean, it seemed that the moment Malaysian leaders, Malaysian figures started speaking about it, that you went from the level of just, I hate the term, but netizens, right? These guys, and then the moment it elevated to kind of political leaders, there's an immediate response, right? Um, I think Minister Vivian replying to Said Sadiq uh, on, on his Twitter you know, there was a sense of it's a bit more organic and candid. Like he saw this and basically talking to Sai Sadi saying, you know, this is, you know, this is terrible. This is not what Singapore is it's like. This is not what we think of Malaysia. But I think from the High Commissioner, from Vanu, was was a bit more surprising, in fact, especially mm-hmm. that very outright apologized for it. Um, and I don't think that, that whether the apology is, whether you need to apologize or not, that's I think to me it's 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 not really relevant. I think the relevant thing here in his statement was um, that it was the distancing, right? The real message in that statement was she's not Singaporean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's kind of telling Malaysians, you know, we, it's it's not us, lah. Yeah. What I think is very interesting for me was the maturity of responses on both sides, on the political, you know, uh, borders on both, right, Malaysia, Singapore. Of course, both uh, expressed disdain, but really it didn't ratchet up at all. I mean, Singapore res- apologised very fast. Even the Malaysian side, in my view, was also relatively muted in their reaction to Singapore, rightly so, right, because she's not a Singaporean per se. But do you think that the way it felt relatively coordinated, the response, although I'm sure it wasn't, reflects the warmth in ties between Malaysia and Singapore? I think you can use any kind of ad- adjective. Like you have strength, warm, importance, priority. I think, you know, we talked about how there's always been this neighbourly competition between the two countries, uh, both looking over the fence to see what the other, the other guy is up to, right? So, but when you think about negotiations, diplo- real diplomatic negotiations between the two countries, there's so much stuff that we have to negotiate there about. There are bigger things to fry, essentially. Right? And in this bilets, everyone counts every last cent. And I mean cent, as in Malaysian cent, 0.3 Singapore cents. It's very calculative. It's very carefully manicured because you don't want to be seen to have given an inch to the noisy neighbor, right? Mm. It's pretty a pretty competitive relationship. So it was, in this sense, very important. Um, I think, you know, think about optics, right? How manicure it is. During COVID, do you remember the foreign ministers meeting halfway at the Causeway Point? Oh, yes, that's right. You know, we're equal partners, right? So we meet here, you know, we don't make anyone. But it could have been just a Zoom meeting. Come on, I mean, that was, you know, purely optics. So that's important, right? I think in this case, also the optics was important. The very quick response, both sides, not really blaming the other government, um, but just to condemn the comments, the jokes, right? That so it, the, they, were, yeah. they were horrible. Yeah, so it feels very much so like the relationships are not genuinely 100% warm because of this tense competition, but they know that they really cannot concede ground. So they make sure that everything is really orchestrated very well, right? And any slight aberration needs to be essentially removed from the relationship, right? Right, yes. So these sort of things are, in that sense, unhelpful. Right. Mm. Uh, if you want to move forward, 
on there's a lot of stuff that's going on now you know people are talking about whether hsr should come back rts is on the way um you know there are all this stuff from from mahade's second period which actually is left hanging up in the air no one's talking about it uh even when anwar had, came back he did mention stuff about pedra branca and how we want to move forward on the territorial waters around that stuff so all these things are happening and when you make when when this kind of stuff jocelyn chia stuff comes out into the ether you know it actually kind of intensifies this idea of why you're giving them even if like one one swimming pool worth of water yeah. why are you giving them that right so that's why i mean it counts it's down to the last cent uh so it does complicate matters I think it's fascinating how you position this because we always thought this was more about, you know, shared spiritual values, a bit more mm. social understanding about principles, about how we try to respect each other's cultures. There is actually an underlying commercial tone to how the responses are being developed, isn't it? Yeah, there is. I mean, <laughs> what happens is that also there is this sense of, you know, they don't respect us or you don't respect me and, and stuff like that. Um, and then it, 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 it can be politicized, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, all these bilaterals have always been politicized all the way uh, from Abdullah Badawi's time when he made certain agreements about the Crooked Bridge, all that kind of stuff. Mahadi could attack him, uh, and so on and so forth, lah. So, so this is this have and they have to be actually very carefully uh, manicured statements uh, from both sides. Um, with regards to each other's audience and also their own audience. Mm. Okay, we're going to head into some messages and we'll come back. We'll continue our discussion with Shannon Teo from The Straits Times about jokes. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thanks for staying tuned to Pressing Matters on The Morning Run. Today on the show, we speak to Shannon Teo, Malaysia Bureau Chief at The Straits Times Singapore, as we unpack whether the joke controversy involving Jocelyn Chia has impacted diplomatic and economic relations between Malaysia and Singapore. And early on, Shannon, we had a conversation about how fast Singapore was uh, responding to these jokes. But I want to get your perspective, right? Since she was a US citizen uh, making a joke in the US soil, of course, it's Singapore-related. Were you surprised that the US has not responded at all? Um, No, because I, I suppose the, the stance has always kind of been the same in that uh, for for this sort of things, they don't consider it an issue at all. You know, with all this um, su- supposed free speech and, and 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 all these kind of guiding principles, why should I think the US are probably if they even if the even if the embassy here looked at it at all, would be thinking why should one citizen's comments, uh, especially from the lens of being Singapore raised, right? Because she kept saying my PM, uh, we became a first world country, right? She was kind of working on the Singapore persona. Um, be a reflection of the U.S. people, American people, or the U.S. government. Um, so clearly, Singapore didn't feel the same, and it's largely because of how she framed uh, her her bit, mm. right? Singaporean. It's interesting you talk about this whole joke also having huge economic implications because really the framing of the joke was about the development gap, right, between Malaysia and Singapore. Essentially, the framing of the joke was about how there has been a widening of the gap between Malaysia and Singapore. Do you think, you know, if she had omitted that element about the plane and just focused on the development gap, would that have irked Singaporeans still? Because that's still a money-related issue, isn't it? That would have still caused problems with respect to the controversy uh, here. I don't think it would have been because all of us have made these jokes, right, about, um, you know, uh, that that rivalry is about, for Malaysian side, we always talk about Singaporeans not having any culture, stealing people's food and claiming things. Singaporeans make fun of our 
you know, things that don't work in Malaysia, lah, of which yeah. there is a laundry list of things that don't work. So those kind of stuff, that kind of ribbing is, I think, you know, it, it's it's the it's the normal stuff. It's that she touched on this tragedy. She connected yeah. it, right? That's, I think, the problem yeah, she here. connected it. It's that mm. basically Malaysians can't take care of their own people. People are dying in Malaysia because Malaysians are inept. Mm. I think that that kind of crosses a line. And, and it's weird because nobody is disputing that Singapore is more developed. That, I don't think even Malaysians are disputing that, right? But that her example, the what she used was pretty shocking because uh, not just in that you made fun of a tragedy. I'm not really a stickler about you know all this kind of don't offend people stuff lah. But you, you know we know that the Singapore Airlines has lost a couple of planes, right? Mm. Um, back in the 2000s. I mean I don't want to make a long mention about it because those were still tragedies. I mean if nothing else, it's terribly not ignorant of 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 Chia to 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 kind of use this as an example. When it happened in your own backyard. And I think what is very interesting is what for me was the in response from the com- comedic fraternity was very interesting, right? Because you see two sides. You see many Singaporean comedians distance themselves away from uh, Jocelyn Chia's comments. And you can even see, right, from one of them, like Kuma, the very famous one, being very clear cut that, you know, she felt that she needed some help, but also making it very clear cut that there was also a very economic implication to why you shouldn't do these things. Because he's saying, look, Malaysia is a very important market for him. Yeah, yeah. So I think as a whole, um, if you're a comedian, just like if, you know, we are, as a reporter, I'm, I'm talking about the media issues surrounding this. If you're a comedian, you look at it slightly from this angle, not just of the pure ethics, but also your own rice bowl, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's Jocelyn Chia kind of throwing sand in your rice bowl. Uh, and if you are not a Singaporean comedian, if you're a Malaysian comedian, right? You are thinking also, how do I play this? Because I do want to be able to make jokes in future and not be condemned because today I com- condemn Chia. One day someone is going to condemn me for making an off-color joke, right? Or do I condemn it so that more Malaysians support me? There is always the element of whether they want to admit it or not. It is there. Whether they, they have considered it is another thing, but that element is there. Right, there is a, a personal career element. That's right. It's a very interesting self-preservation here, and that's why you see at the flip side, right? You see many Malaysian comedians, you know, you know, throw their support behind Jocelyn Chia for the same reason you talk about the importance for them to preserve their ability to generate jokes, right, and even you know cross the line. Whereas for Singaporeans, many would disavow Jocelyn Chia simply because it eats into their rice bowl. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we know that when they have comedy shows, a lot of Malaysians do cross over. We yeah. do go and watch it. We do enjoy the jokes, even about Malaysia, right? Um, I, I think if you if you go back a few years or so, during when Najib was prime minister, there were some jokes in uh, in, in Singapore on or even on stand up stage or TV shows about uh, Najib, and and it it, it caused uh, some furor over here. Of course, nothing as big as as what Chia has done because that was just a joke about a political leader, right? So get that kind of stuff. I think people still. The comedians still also, when they craft a show, also think about, you know, the the earnings. The earnings has... But, you know, philosophically, right, do you think her jokes have drawn a line about what is acceptable, not acceptable here in, you know, in our local cultural context, that really we cannot do these things, that, that a line has now been physically drawn? I mean, it's always been an invisible line, a grey line perhaps for some people, but now she's kind of drawn the line and said, look, you can't touch it. I mean, again, it's about phone, right? Uh, it's about how you... Look, I mean, you you can't say that uh, item A, we cannot joke about. So let's kind of... Where she's from, she's from New York, right? 
Um, and would it have been okay to joke about 9-11? That's one, right? Yeah. And you have to kind of unpack that. I don't think we have time to completely go into that. If you, a lot of great stand-up comedians are African-American, and they can make fun of white people, black people, all people, right? If you are a white comedian in the US, you have to be very careful about how you frame jokes about other races, other ethnicities, right? So it's that kind of thing. It, it is about who you are, how you frame the jokes. And and again, the delivery line, I'm, and I'm sorry, her, her delivery was just, not I appropriate. Know. I think not the right timing, and I think was I think flawed. I think that's what you're saying, right? So in in order to be a great comedian, you have to have all these right elements, isn't it? That's what you're saying. Yeah. Not only the yeah. content, but the delivery and the timing. And clearly, she missed the mark on that. Yeah, that's right. You know, when you reflect on this, right? I mean, there is a central question burning in my heart, and of course, many find this very insensitive. But is there a price to pay? Play for? Is there a price to play? Is there sorry? Is there a price to pay for freedom? There definitely is. I mean, um, and you mentioned that for me, freedom is never free, right? It has to be earned. It has to be be developed. It has to, to be inculcated, right? It's, it is a cultural idea of freedom. Uh, the fact that, you, I mean, we, I'm, I mean, especially for press freedom, which is how I'm going to plug the Foreign Correspondent Club of Malaysia's event this afternoon. Uh, it's going to be from 2 to 5 p.m. And it's titled exactly that, Freedom Isn't Free. Um, Deputy Communications Minister Tioni Ching will be speaking and also uh, she's gamely going to be part of this panel discussing sustainability, viability issues for the media, not just this regulatory framework, right, but how we can move forward. The likes of BFM, Straits Times, um, we're all feeling the pinch. So uh, we all want to have a free, effective press, but it does cost a lot of money. Lah. So we, we will be trying to unpack the issues along with uh, Dato Hoketak from The Edge as well as Pauline Leong uh, associate professor from Sunway University. There's more details on our website, fccm.my, but just quickly, it's going to be at Bijan at Bukit Ceylon uh, in KL, and it's free entry for members, with, and they get to bring in one guest, and even non-foreign correspondents can be an mm-hmm. associate member. Otherwise, there's a small door charge, 30 ringgit if you're not, but you know what? If you turn up and you say you heard about this event on BFM, I'll put the door charge for you in the name of the them. okay? So uh, you can make it 2 o'clock this afternoon in Bukit Ceylon. Food for thought. Shannon, thank you so much for your time. That was Shannon Teo, Malaysia Bureau Chief at the Straits Times about the Jocelyn Chia controversy and its economic implications and political implications between Malaysia and Singapore. This has been Pressing Matters on the Morning Run. Coming up next is the 10 a.m. News Bulletin, followed by Enterprise, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.